0: everyone and welcome to the atomic cinema experiment i am Pierre, and joining me as always is tara
1: greetings citizens
0: this is a science fiction movie podcast every week we get together we talk about science fiction films uh, we're doing a special 70s sci-fi block and this movie that we're going to talk about today is a boy and his dog from 1975 we will start spoiler free as we always do we'll give you a warning before we get any spoilers And we'll go from there. Uh, So this is a story based on a novella by Harlan Ellison, Ellison, if I say his name right, Uh, who was a big science fiction writer uh, during his time. Oh, Tara disappeared. What's interesting is that I've heard Harlan Ellison's name pop up a number of times uh over the years without ever actually reading anything he's ever done uh, mainly you know he i know he was the writer on a video game an old pc game called i have no mouth but i must scream which was always i never played it but it always sounded really intriguing and weird mm. um, i know that he had ideas that were so similar to terminator that in the credits for terminator there's actually like a not a credit for him, but it actually comes up saying we acknowledge the works of harlan ellison right Interesting. Right? They legally had to put that in there to sort of like just sort of settle.
1: Yeah, because Cameron claims it came from a dream or something, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. He, he talked about how he had this vision of the machine rising from fire and he, he just sort of built everything around that. But it just so happened that it kind of lined up with some stuff that, uh, he, you know, Harlan had done. But um, so this is based on his novella. Uh, and he was actually originally going to write the script for this as well, but it ended up not happening because. Uh, I don't know if it was taking too long or if it was just a case of the director just wanted to step in and do it but uh, this is a post-apocalyptic story uh, set in the I mean when it was made it was a very distant future of 2024 now that's actually quite soon <laughs> <laughs> that came up at the start and I'm like oh that's only like four years away <laughs> <That realm. laughs> oh jeez they
1: will be ready for World War 4
0: yeah the it's movie gonna- <laughs> starts
1: <laughs> five days <laughs>
0: Yeah, the movie starts with a really big bold statement. It just says World War Four lasted five days. Which I actually really like that line because mm-hmm. it it goes like because so many movies like will mention World War Three to say hey we're in the future. I think there's something just really interesting about saying no World War Four. Like there was there was. Another one first, and then we've got this one. <laughs> uh, and that's where all the nukes happened, and we're, we're in the shithole we're in now. Uh, but it's supposed to be a story, obviously, about a character named Vic who's got a dog. Uh, notably, though, the dog has telepathy and talks to Vic, uh, and we hear the dog talking to him, and mm-hmm. that's a big part of the movie. Uh, and Vic is played by a young Don Johnson, who I did not recognise at all. I just, when I saw his name, I went, oh, wait, the same. As the guy who was in Watchmen, just like yeah. last year. <laughs> uh,
1: Poor Judd is dead.
0: and <laughs> sure enough, it's him. This is a very interesting film. It's a very quirky movie, and what it's doing very unique. Seventies once, seventies once again, giving us the the weirder take on. It's almost like the seventies were this weird experimental time before we kind of settled into what we actually think of as like mainstream science fiction like there was no mm-hmm. mainstream science fiction yet i guess star wars was kind of the start of that in a lot of ways but like i it think was, so it's all these weird edgy takes on science fiction and this movie as has got an edgy kind of thing and one of the bits of trivia that i i read actually just after i watched the movie today because i'd seen this once before you had and this was the first time watch for you uh is no that...
1: i i've seen this before i oh, didn't really had. remember a lot of oh, it fair enough. but yeah i've
0: seen it okay fair enough I, I thought it was the first time watch but uh This is actually is one of the few movies in history where the director went to the MPAA and requested a higher rating because the MPA were going to give this a like a a G, and no way. And he went to just
1: read the title and (laughs) assume it was a Disney movie.
0: And he's like, "Hey, wait a minute! Uh, There's like like sexual assault and and
1: (laughs) a lot of nudity." uh, Yeah, I I thought murder. Lots of blood.
0: Yeah, we, we've been joking through these 70s movies how they all have unnecessary boobs and most of them even have uh, the, the bush, the 70s bush. bush. Um, and this one, in fact, does have that. So, yeah, it's so weird. God bless
1: the 70s. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm telling you that I, I think Hollywood was just a coiled spring because of the Hays Code. And that is a cautionary tale as to why you shouldn't shelter your children. Because <laughs> when you release them into the world, they give you a Boy and His Dog, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and A.I. is having sex with women in their trapped homes, and,
0: uh... <laughs> I think you've brought the Hays Code in every single one of these reviews.
1: It has to be the reason, though.
0: I mean, you're probably right, but I just, I'm just, you know, you've brought it up every single time. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. It's almost, it's almost like a staple of these these 70 reviews now. Like, it's going to be weird when we get to one of these Because you
1: know. it ended in 1968. Yeah. And like the seventies came around, and we just like, boobs. <laughs> Here you go, world.
0: Yeah. Also, everyone's depressed about Vietnam. I feel like it was like a.
1: Oh yeah, it's like a courtesy thing then for the for the boys fighting overseas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so something for the troops. So here's the here's the weird part of the, all on the fact that there's a telepathic dog, which obviously is weird in and of itself. But the sort of weird thing from a conceptual point of view for the, the characters is that the movie opens and you know we meet, you know, Vic and he hears like a woman screaming and there's like, you know, this, this gang of men who have clearly just raped her and he runs in and, he's, you know, the movie plays like, in most movies this would be oh, this is our hero who's hearing someone in distress and is going to go save them and mm. when he finds her dead when well, this is the opening of the movie, so we're not in spoilers this is just the opening he finds her dead and his line is something along the lines of oh, what a waste, she could have been used three or four more times before we had to killer and it, what
1: <laughs> what yeah it's coming from like a kid who's saying it
0: <laughs> yeah he's so like brutal yeah he's like 17 or whatever and it's give it a
1: g rating are you sure it was a g rating
0: yeah it was it was a g because i reacted so they didn't to even it. watch like the first minute of the movie <laughs> apparently not <laughs> um maybe maybe the attitude towards It was just really weird and different and 1975. It had to
1: yeah. have been. I- well, you know, Hollywood just got rid of the haze Code. i
0: I feel like I'm going to start putting that at the end of the music in every episode. Just, you know, Hollywood just got rid of the haze Code. Uh, mm-hmm. So, right away, it gives you this character that you're like, okay, I don't know if I care about this character all of a sudden, because... I mean it's kinda of hard yep. to get behind someone with this attitude. I mean because that then then it becomes the the premise of the movie is, is that the dog's hungry and wants food. He also wants food of course, but the dog can sniff out women. So he sniffs out women in return for being fed. And that is the movie. He wants to he wants to have sex. He wants to find someone. And he's yep. not really concerned about it being consensual. That I mean, if that previous line wasn't an indication. So that's our that's our character, that's our, you know, quotation marks here, our hero uh of the film
1: that's our protagonist
0: yes uh so really weird like sort of thing to start with and then from there like it's like you know is it about him like sort of learning and becoming better is it about uh, him getting his comeuppance honestly the messaging by the end of this movie <laughs> is so murky to me i'm not entirely sure exactly what it's saying uh so that's something i think we'll have some interesting conversations about uh, but that's the gist of the movie. I'll just leave it there for now. We'll get into the rest and spoilers. Tara, did you enjoy A Boy and His Dog?
1: It's kind of a complicated one. Uh, it's. Yeah, I don't really like the our main guy very much, but. And I don't even really like the dog all that much because the dog's kind of an asshole, too. Mm hmm. Uh, <laughs> um. But I think overall, I'm I'm pro this movie, but not very much. It, it gets me by the end.
0: Sure, yeah, it's it's kind of an interest. It's, it's a quirky, edgy sort of dark comedy sci-fi. Almost, it's definitely satirical because like that's definitely meant to be satirical. Is the the movie? Sure,
1: the- it has a lot of Clockwork Orange in it. I think.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Um, I, you know, it's it's got. I feel like it's saying a lot about human beings treat each other and how you know put into this worst case scenario, just how bad, mm-hmm. we're, just how awful we're going to be to each other. Which I guess is a lot of characters in post apocalyptic stories. Usually, we I do,
1: ha- I do think that's the main point of the movie. It's yeah. just that if you take away all of humanity and you just leave us with the bare bones of us going back to being animals, and animalistic. Uh, this is not the future that we need to avoid by avoiding world war four
0: yes and <laughs> usually of course what we do here is we have a couple of characters usually at least the, the protagonist will be better and will try to be better in the face of everyone else being awful and we'll do something with that this movie and this story is not interested in that this this story is unrelenting in how it just presents even if you know even the main characters as kind of scumbags and it's like mm-hmm. this is just how it is um, and even when we get different types of characters who theoretically should be more reminiscent of what we expect from people, uh, there's a, a, just a, there's like a kind of almost a, at the other end of the spectrum equally cruel. It's this 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 kind of uh, you know just people are terrible uh, <laughs> of a message. Yeah, and I think that's something that uh, uh, Harlan Ellison. Is kind of uh, just from the, the stories I've heard of that he's done. You know, for my I, I have no myth because I have no myth. But Emma Scream is also set in a post-apocalyptic future where there's only like four or five people left living, and they are being held captive by an evil artificial intelligence who is just like toying with them. <laughs> like it's just insane, but it's like really dark and depressing, and like that is his kind of like thing is he, he does he's really just kind of like pulling no punches science fiction stories I wonder
1: uh, if I read any of his stuff uh, you may have
0: done Um please look him up
1: right now he's, he's I dead. haven't really read a lot of sci-fi to be honest though
0: I mean I guess some of the things we'll talk about Um I, I think it's, it's impossible not to talk about this and not even bring up kind of, because remember this predates any of the Mad Max movies and I think it's worth mentioning that you know, like I, the way that this is presented is kind of the wasteland and like just little parts mm-hmm. of civilization, like these little sort of shanty put together like areas. Um,
1: yeah, and clearly the Fallout video games. Were of inspired course. Inspired this movie, I and mean, even the dog, like he calls him Dog Meat, and I know that's the name of the the dog in um, Fallout Four. I've never played
0: it, but yeah, and and George. Oh,
1: you know what he wrote? Oh we have to bring this up he wrote the star trek episode city at the edge of oh, forever of course city on the edge
0: of forever. yeah i knew that i actually i had forgotten but i knew that yeah i mean connor talked about it yeah um there's even a comic book uh out there that's based on the original script that has the differences from the original script that he wrote to the episode that was actually filmed so uh that's popular yeah, probably
1: one. the Probably the best episode of the original series. Maybe not my favorite, but, like, probably the best one.
0: It's up there. I, mean, I think it's top five for sure, I'd say.
1: Uh, I mean, it's no Doomsday Machine, and there aren't any triples, but pretty close.
0: <laughs> I love Doomsday Machine. You know, you're very over for me about Doomsday Machine. Uh, yep. So, so yeah, you, you have this sort of wasteland. And in, in George Miller, who'd, who made the Mad Max movies, uh, it's kind of admitted that, like, uh but what was the quote i read earlier today it was like a boy his dog is is the is the more intelligent movie but i made the fun movie so i made a lot more money or <laughs> something like that he said <laughs> uh and it was really interesting and so he really
1: like like set the set the bar of what these types of movies are going to look
0: like Kind of, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like what I think of as these, you know, these wasteland post-apocalyptic movies in this film. I mean, I mean, even
1: when you watch the first Mad Max, it doesn't. It, I mean, it looks like it's trying to go for this, but it doesn't quite have. Not until, the not
0: resources to do it. It's not until Road Warrior where it can actually. Yeah. Feels like yeah. it, yeah. Um. Yeah, I like the. Very, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like as much as there's a lot of effort put into this, at the same time, it does feel a little bit like the 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 terrain they're in because they're shooting like uh, somewhere in California you know, in the desert mm-hmm. it just it looks a little bit bland compared to like uh, you know I'm I'm thinking yeah. you know Road Warrior has more interesting visuals e- even though it is still technically a wasteland which is these shanty things put together um but yeah but it does it has that look it is genuinely one of those movies uh the yeah well the the cast are fine you know they're interesting i i think i think the uh, the sound of the dog is intriguing as well because it sounds like he's talking over like a walkie-talkie it's got it's got kind of like a mm-hmm. a transmission sort of sound to it uh but nothing that's like annoying or anything like that and i'm, I'm thinking of alphaville here <laughs> you know what i'm saying because
1: yeah and i'm glad they didn't try to like i don't know make the dog's mouth move or anything
0: Essentially, because Joe, i don't know why i read so much trivia about this today but this is a, this is actually something that also came up in all this is apparently harlan ellison was in in discussion with multiple studios who wanted to make this into a movie from his uh, story and uh one studio in particular i don't think i, said, I don't know if he said what studio it was but they offered him a lot of money and they started talking about how they were going to try and animate the dog's mouth moving and Ellison just sort of declined the money and left right there in the head because what? Like, no, <laughs> no. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, so no, it's purely telepathic, which I think was the right choice. Uh, I think they
1: do, so
0: yeah, yeah, uh, it was that's do. Silly. Um, and even even that choice in and of itself, this idea that the dog like can telepathically communicate, like it's you know like society's completely broken down but there's still this bond between man and dog <laughs> you know it's the, even though it's kind of like a weird like deal because they both want something from each other as opposed to like a yeah. like a friendship because it's, it's, it's it never feels like a friendship not really it's, it's... and
1: the dog's character is interesting because he i mean he seems educated
0: oh yeah he knows the history <laughs> it's like the
1: dog is more human than the humans are
0: yeah, he knows the history of everything. He 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 tells him about how World War 3 has was happening and what happened at World War 4. Uh, cuz Vic doesn't know his parents, so he he's learned things from from Blood the dog, that's the dog's name. <laughs> so yeah. it's such a such a thing and like the plot's actually really simple. There's not much to talk about before we get to spoilers because like you know, it, it establishes the first 30 40 minutes of just like setting up what the world is like, what he wants. And then once he actually finds a woman, and that's just kind of the catalyst for what the, what happens for the rest of the, the the story, um, it's all really simple from there. It's just it's just, it's just kind of you know A to B to C, and there you go. That's it, kind of kind of done. Um, but it does raise a lot of interesting mythology questions and ideas as as it goes. Um, most of what we're going to talk about probably though is just kind of. What this is saying about human beings and what Vic being this awful, what that means, what blood being this awful means, what other characters being as awful as they are means, um mm-hmm. and so on and so on.
1: I will say, like, I do feel bad for the dog watching the movie. Like the the actual dog actor oh, sure. who had to sit there and be yelled at constantly, or fight another dog, which looked really brutal. And uh <laughs> Oh, no like there, there there were times where it like really bothered me to watch
0: uh that's fair uh, for, from the sounds of it the dog was like really like a good performer on set um mm-hmm. and uh, although the one thing they said that they didn't like was uh they had to put in like fake teeth to make him look more vicious during the fight they, yeah. they, they gave him, like, these big fake teeth to make him look like, more ah, you know more growly. Uh, <laughs> and apparently, apparently the dog hated that but uh, otherwise was happy enough i think from the sounds of it
1: i hope so and they had that scene where um he has to sit on a stool in front of a big bin of popcorn and not be given any popcorn (laughs) my dog would have committed suicide
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh dear but he respects it it needs to be paid for he respects that it has to be purchased he's not you know he's he's not he's not a bad dog he 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 understands He's dad. A good dog. Well, he's a good dog until he's saying, let's ditch the broad. Let's give her to the bad guys <laughs> so we can get away. <laughs>
1: ah, he's a dog. He doesn't know about, about love. He only <laughs> knows about love between a boy and his dog.
0: Yeah, I don't think what Vic has with uh, the woman is what I'd call love.
1: The movie tries to make you think that, I think, for a little bit.
0: Hmm. Maybe, yeah. Maybe there's maybe the inkling that maybe they're starting to feel something, but I, I don't think they ever actually do. And even later on, when the word is brought up, it, it feels more like a naive, you know, a naive kind of thing coming from one person as opposed to actual love. But I mean, sure, sure. Anyway, uh, so I guess I guess we'll get the spoiler warning so we can dive in and talk about what what goes on in this movie. Um, as I said, there's the the the, the opening scene. Uh, well, the opening's actually a lots of uh, nuclear explosions, uh, which. <laughs> You want to uh, do the plugs first? The plugs? Oh, you're right. Of course. See, this is why Tower's a co-host. This is why uh, she's here, and why I'm like the dog. Soon I'll be
1: teaching you history of. <laughs> I don't know. I-, I don't
0: know any history. So yes, thank you to our Patreon producers for the month. Uh, well, at least the time of recording, anyway. Uh, thank you to David Short, Alison M. Four Days, Sunday Palacios. <laughs> Tyler Hess. I was, I was getting more training for that yesterday and I, I, apparently I was getting close but I I feel like I f- I'm forgetting it every time I leave. Every time I stop the live stream it's, that's it, it's out of my head. So when one ear and out the other. Uh, but yeah so they're all patrons at the the $20 and up tiers but you don't have to be a $20 and up tier to uh, the Tara?
1: Why no? You can check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash TV and donate as little as a dollar per month. And that will get you bonus episodes of the Ace. You can uh, check out our back catalog of the Transfer Saga and Time Cop. Other movies, lots of, I, we're, we're trying to go for a David Carradine. <laughs> thing for a little while here so check those out
0: <laughs> yeah we literally just did future force at the time of recording this we just recorded future force so yeah yes. but th- expect more expect yeah expect more <laughs> we've got at least one more we're definitely doing that we discovered yeah. uh oh, so again as as Tara freezes uh so yeah go to patreon uh uh but anyway that is uh onto spoilers then so uh, the movie that opens with all these nuclear explosions um and apparently they added this in later uh because they just wanted to make it clear that this was post-apocalyptic that this was after a nuclear war um got it even though i thought the text was pretty clear in what it said
1: yeah yeah
0: but i mean whatever like you know people you know people need some visuals sometimes to really hit it home uh And after the incident with the, where they find a the dead girl, there's, like, a whole sequence where... And I thought this was going to be more of a thing later. I, I mean, I guess it's only just to establish that later they can't go back to the, the little town they frequent. But, like, there's, like, a guy like, I saw a sort of big cart thing. He's got, like, henchmen. And they steal mm-hmm. some food from him. Um, and nothing really ever happens with him after that. It's It's just kind of... I mean, no, feels... but
1: you're right. They do imply that that they'll meet again in some way. Yeah. Because the guy kind of has like respect for him, and it's like he would make a great member of my team or whatever. He's like, come around anytime.
0: But it, it does it, like that. It genuinely feels like a prototype for like the gang and like uh, the Road Warrior in Mad Max Two. Like it, mm. you know, it, or a, any band of raiders in any post-apocalyptic thing ever, you know.
1: Yeah, you're right. He's got like a bunch of people like people who all came from different places and he's like really decorative in his outfit
0: like I'm fi-
1: he I'm gets the prettiest things that they find
0: <laughs> i'm fairly certain this guy is the is the inspiration for dennis hopper's performance in Waterworld. <laughs>
1: <laughs> another great post-apocalyptic movie
0: G- Great. I'm not so sure. <laughs> I'm not so sure about the word "great" there. I like I take umbrage with that. And the sad part is, that it's science fiction, so we are going to have to do it at some point. And All
1: right. The
0: thought of having to watch that again is not not hey, something. A good score. Strangles me. Yeah. Although we'll be doing the uh, short theatrical cut. Thank you very much. There's no way I'm gonna agree into the extended one. <laughs>
1: I didn't even know there was
0: oh it is an extended one yep yep yep
1: we will be doing oh shoot <laughs> <laughs> we will be searching for dry land together
0: yes uh so we see the they have like a little like movie theater night and they're basically just watching like really weird old 70s porn uh like weird snuff films they're all really rapey uh, yeah um which i guess makes sense given the attitude of like all the men in this movie yeah. uh and the dog, like, senses a woman. He's like, there's a woman nearby. I can sniff her out. He's like, oh, don't be silly. There's not a woman here. Like, got, like, some of these other dogs would have smelled her. Uh, he's like, no, no, she's here. She's and So he's like, and there's a, there's a sort of running thing in the first chunk of the movie where Vic at first will tell the dog he's full of shit. And then he'll, like, he'll, he'll get so desperate um, that he'll eventually say, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know better than I do. Okay, all right, point me in the right direction and I'll, I'll get you some food. Like, come on. Point me, point me in the direction of the woman. Come on. Uh, I, I say it, the woman. They actually say uh, a female. They to keep saying a female in a really kind of like sort of. It's a really de- dehumanizing way of talking about someone. We have to find a yeah. female, uh, kind of thing. So, but eventually he does. He does find find her. Uh, they end up in a sort of an underground sort of area. At least like what what look like it was once a like a shelter. Maybe when the the bombs first started falling, it was like a sort of yeah. You know, it there it was like a medical area and lots of beds and stuff like that. And there's a whole sequence where he's watching her kind of like get dressed because she was naked for some reason down here. (laughs) Uh, I don't know why. She was
1: naked and then getting dressed real, real
0: slow. Real slow. uh, (laughs) Full frontal as you you would expect in a 70s movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. Can I get that G rating? Um, (laughs) And of course he runs out with his gun and just kind of like what is it he says it he says you've got two options right if you if you you know if you try to run i'm going to shoot you in the leg and you're still going to get it but you'll also be shot in the leg so again not exactly a hero worth rooting for um
1: yeah and also he had a line earlier um after the whole like she was good for two or three more goes or whatever mm-hmm. um he had another line about how he really needed to find a female because he hadn't been with one in like six weeks and you're like oh so he's done this before this isn't yeah
0: like, yeah so... he's
1: super charged and like ready to go
0: yeah like, like you, you could have almost built like a sort of thing if this was his first time like he's just gotten to that age a
1: little bit of innocence behind it yeah he just doesn't know this is how he thinks he's supposed to do it and he can learn like once he would meet one face to face and see that she's a person then he would be, oh, be like That's... oh no I, I feel things yeah uh nope
0: I feel like it it kind of plays the look. It might be his first time when it actually happens, though. But then again, it could just be the way she sort of responds to him as new, as opposed to the actual act itself. Because you know, she she responds in a very interesting way after they have a whole sequence where they like these bad guys show. I I assume this is that I suppose this is the the bad gang showing up again. I I never really thought about it this way because you don't really see the leader again. I don't think, but. you know, I, I thought it was just a lot of bad guys showing up because they were aware she was there and they were looking for her. We get like a little bit of a sequence. This is where the dog fights the other dog uh, and they're running from around all the beds and all the rest of it. And, um, so it's a bit of an action sequence and they get away. Uh, the dog does get bloodied up, which I mean, don't feel too bad. It's just some red shit poured on it's, the dog. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's like red food coloring on yeah. the
0: dog. Yeah. Um, but he's fine. He's he's put in his effort. He sort of initiates sex, and she kind of just goes along with it. And afterwards, she's kind of like, "Hey, that was fun. Do you want to do it again?" It's like, you want to do it again? I might want to do it again. You? Would you want to do it again? And it kind of like fades <laughs> away. And it's it's all. It, 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 this is purely a comedy beat because it, it cuts to the uh, blood. The dog who's just like, oh, "All right, I'll just go to sleep." And, like, and because they're going at it, his like entire like bed shaking and he's trying to ignore it and he's trying to like pretend to be asleep and poor doggy. <laughs> yeah it, it's basically just a montage of the dog like trying to sleep you know throughout the night as this is happening mm-hmm.
1: is well this happens like there's a shootout and then there's like uh green lights that they see overhead or something and then they have to hide from the green oh, lights
0: yeah we have to talk that's, are
1: those mutants
0: yeah we have to talk about this that's because this never comes back up again like because basically the reason why they win the fight essentially and they are able to like sort of sneak around the, the bad guys and they get the upper hand is because they make a they noise they right? yeah yeah they make a noise like if we, if we make a noise that sounds like screamers they'll get scared and they'll you know they'll, you know, they'll take their mind off us um, and we actually after the fight there's real screamers who go by we don't get to see them we see like a green light as you said coming through like the, the grate or whatever up top mm-hmm. and we hear the noise so it's implying yeah I mean maybe it's mutants uh maybe robots, like, I don't know like, I but it never comes up again it's just, it's, it's, again, it's one of these things where it feels like it fits into this post-apocalyptic sci-fi world that we see in other movies and stories and TV shows but this movie just sort It of... was
1: probably in the short story but they like it wasn't filmable at the time or for the budget or whatever so mm. they, they they put it in there but they didn't show anything for that reason.
0: I'd for... Yeah, I'm would Yeah, i glad you mentioned that because I'd forgotten about it because it was such a standalone little thing that never really you know uh,
1: yeah it was it was really bizarre because I was trying to figure out what it was <laughs> since they didn't show I'm like what just happened
0: <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but after after the after they've had sex she's like hey since we're really really into each other now
1: let's ditch the dog
0: <laughs> yeah but no don't get me wrong her, her being so into this when he essentially forced her at gunpoint is a little bit murky but it does actually make a lot of sense later on when we find mm-hmm. out her sort of she, she's got a a motive here uh so it does make more sense later uh basically to
1: yeah it's not just she's like giving herself over like oh first you try to rape me now i love you it's yeah. not
0: like that what and that's the weird thing is that her attitude before this is that, I mean, again it makes more sense later but like she doesn't feel like she belongs in this world at first she doesn't realize she's in a world where every man's going to rape every woman they see like she's just sort of mm-hmm. so like She's confused, like, oh, this is- why why, this? What, what's happening? Like, where are you living? Now, again, it makes more sense later because she is living in a different society and so on and so on, but it just- it plays really weird at 1st like, you know, she doesn't feel like she belongs. Um, but she's like, hey, I live underground, we find that there's these underground cities, this is where a lot of people went when this all happened, and they actually have like, ecosystems, they have, like, you know, proper uh, places to live, all that kind of stuff. And she's from this society, and she wants him to go with her. And he's like, "No, nah, I can't leave blood because blood's not allowed to go." Um, but ultimately, he agrees to go. To what's he agrees to go for again? Because he, he doesn't plan on staying. He just wants to go down and get something. Um, food. Yeah, food probably. Yeah, I think it's probably food. But you know, because I, I was supposed to mention like the movie at this point. I, we're like I the movie at this he point. was
1: going after her. Is that not? Because he knows that she goes down, she hits him with a flashlight and knocks him out.
0: That's true, yeah, you right. And runs off.
1: And we, we assume that she goes back into, I don't know if they call this, they call <clears throat> it the, the underground, is that right? And the place that they're in before, they call it a vault.
0: Yes. Um, no, you're right, you're right, she has him over the head um, after he's not agreeing to go uh, down. And I, I guess I guess kind of open this way, like, is he running after for revenge? Is he running after because he is good feelings for her because you because know, at one point uh before before this happens after the sex uh blood kind of says i want to talk to you in the other room so they go in another room and blood's like okay that's ditcher because it's, it's worth mentioning again when the bad guy showed up before the shootout blood was like okay give them the girl right they won't care about mm-hmm. us if we just give them the girl um but here again he's like that's ditcher now she's just gonna like you know she's in the way now and he's like no 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 i can keep using her for a while like it's <laughs> just you know yeah Cause he's like, you've had your fix, like, yeah, and I want to have a fi- my fix again. Like that's his that's his attitude. Yeah, um, she's
1: she's got the the go for it attitude. Like maybe she would be fine.
0: Yeah. So, and that's so.
1: Women are a rare commodity, especially young, attractive ones. So.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, if we're analyzing the movie, that that's how it treats women. It treats them as like a resource, essentially. Like it's another yeah, thing in the food, world.
1: There's se- shelter and there's vagina. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, a vagina. That's it. Yes, all the things a growing boy needs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so we're halfway through the movie at this point, and then you know he goes down into this underground sort of place, uh, and there's a, some industrial area. He gets caught, and then then we get to the weird part of this, where this society underground, they all have their faces painted white with the red cheeks. That so they have this kind of like old school. um
1: I really liked it. Yeah, I liked so... the look of it a lot. This is where the movie like really started to win me over. With this underground society, the whole, like, it reminded me of, like, um, I don't want to say like, pre-Victorian era where, like, men wore lots of, like, the pale makeup Mm. and stuff like that, where it's just, like, it's just a fashion, but it looks so ridiculous. It makes me want to wash my face of my
0: makeup.
1: (laughs) It it makes me look at it and go, man, makeup is dumb. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. They, so, and actually, what this reminds me of, forgetting the fact that it's underground, it, I mean, although sometimes this, this would happen underground, is, uh, again, it reminds me of, like, like it, it feels like a precursor to the trope of uh, the crazy town you find in a post-apocalyptic thing where mm-hmm. all the people are part of like what feels like some sort of weird cult and they're all like... Um, and what we find out here is that this underground society is controlled by a group called the Committee and they are very strict they send pe- when people have done something wrong they send them to the farm the farm uh, yeah which i can only assume uh involves processing their body parts for things uh mm-hmm. and so here's the here's the thing so we find out that uh you know the, the woman here whose name i've not even mentioned because i've forgotten i'll oh, just check her name uh so Quin- quilla
1: Quin- Quinla? quilla quilla Quilla. <laughs> so Quilla,
0: it turns out, is the daughter of like, one of the leaders of this committee, and she actually was sent up top to lure him in. Which is which is really weird when you think about it. That this man said, right, go up and you know seduce this ruffian that we've had our eye on, uh, and lure him down here. Uh, and why did they want to lure him down here? You may ask. Well, because <laughs> this is actually really similar to Star Trek: The Next Generation. I just watched recently, bizarrely. Uh, but basically. They don't have enough oh, is of it a, the children one? They don't have enough of the gene pool, right? They don't have enough genes. Uh, and need, every soft so needs some new DNA. So they need
1: Wesley Crusher.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is the thing. Like, his attitude when he hears this, Vic, because at first, because they dress him up in like dungarees and he's like, oh, like, eh, he's got like a farmer's hat on or whatever. And he's like, nah, let me out here, you pieces of shit or whatever. And when he hears like, no, you want me to knock everyone up? Alright, I'll start with her. Line them up. Like, he's ready to go. He's like...
1: He's so excited.
0: He's like, yeah, I can do this. But the... the, the
1: I'll be your saviour. Hell yeah.
0: But the, the, the comedy twist...
1: I love his performance.
0: <laughs> but the comedy twist to this is that it cuts to him in a t- like an operating table and he's gagged and bound. And what's actually happening is that he's not getting to have sex with anyone. They're just taking his semen and they're... And not, not only are they, you know, impregnating women with his semen... Every single woman who's going to get his semen gets technically married to him <laughs> before they do it. They're
1: all in, yeah, they're all in their wedding dresses lined up outside of his booth.
0: There's like a little, uh, you know, there's a little uh, altar set up in front of the hospital bed, and there's like a priest standing there. It's <laughs> just, there's performing ceremonies. And all we
1: see is like he's trapped to uh, like a table, and there's a there's a blanket covering it, but we see this white fluid coming yeah. from a tube underneath. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. We do that to cattle, by the way.
0: Yeah, that, it's gross. It looked a bit—I I don't want to critique the sperm here, but it looked a bit on the thin side uh, to my eye. But I mean, whatever. well, maybe
1: they're watering it down.
0: Yeah, maybe it—it—it—it to... it, 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 it just it look like they were just preserve pe- it. A little like they were just milk, is what I'm saying. like they were just pouring milk into like a test tube. Like at this point in the movie, the first time I watched it, my 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 line of thinking here was that. Okay, I get this. This is a movie about his comeuppance. This is a cruel irony that up top, he viewed women as just there to service his needs. They were just things. And the ironic now twist here... Being used. Yeah, the ironic twist here is he, he's just being used for what he has. And he
1: doesn't have any pleasure out of it. It's yep. just... We're taking what we
0: need. Yep. And they're going to use him for 35 women and then put him in the farm. So, like, anyway, like, okay, alright. And this would be fine, except that these people, the committee, also feel that like they're crazy. And, like, the daughter, uh, Quilla, actually w- rescues him because she didn't bring him down here for their plan. She wanted to use him to kill the committee because she wants to do an uprising and, like, take over because she doesn't agree with them.
1: Yep.
0: And I'm like, is anyone in this movie likable? Is any- anyone in this movie, like, you know remotely like worth rooting for because it doesn't feel like it even
1: the dog's an asshole
0: (laughs) like no one no one is likable and then the henchman dude that works for the committee who we see like in the previous scenes he's like
1: like a bullet sponge he's a robot (laughs) yeah
0: when he eventually goes down there's like sparks and stuff coming from behind him uh because the uprising is going to happen like in the because of like a little field underground and the robot henchman actually kills like, her two partners who were part of the uprising. So they mm-hmm. just kind of have to run. But they, they, they shoot the robot down first, and we see it spark. And then they get up top, and the dog had to wait outside. And so there's a moment where there's the dog still here? Like, is it okay? And Blood's look like, fine, but he's kind of starving because he's been there for like two days and not had anything to eat. And yeah. Vic's like, oh, we have to get you food. To, get to the hospital like, right now. And th- at this point quail is like okay, it's too late for him but i'm in love with you and we can go and you know make it together because the, the dog earlier on was talking about up and over the hill he's basically talking about the promised land but there's still a place where stuff can grow they're still farming they're still because uh, I, I did like that line earlier on because when he's describing this and vic says oh yeah where food can just come from the ground like he just sort of says it like <laughs> that, so ridiculous like it was a nice touch it's a nice touch I would describe this bizarrely as a an ending kind of in this, a similar vein to Henry portrait of a serial killer and if anyone has seen that movie you'll get why I'm saying that because i have not because she says okay I love you I, I want to you know be there for you and he sort of stares at her and it fades to black and so the last thing we heard before it faded to black was that the dog was done there was nothing they could do for him and she's saying I love you let's go and be together uh i want to do anything for you and then it fades back up and we hear the dog talking still and he's like oh geez and he's like oh yeah you full? you had enough to eat he's like yeah uh and like i will keep the rest for later and they walk off into the sunset together and the dialogue makes it very clear that she served a purpose
1: (laughs) she she had great taste (laughs)
0: it is so dark he killed and cooked quilla and the air
1: to keep the dog alive yeah yeah
0: yeah it's it's kind of wonderful i i will say my favorite thing about this movie is the ending it's the darkest shit ending is my favorite part of this movie yeah this
1: movie definitely won me over
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's you know it's definitely flawed and like i I think it's messaging it's because i i I think the first time i watched it i kept waiting for it to kind of click for me and i thought it was like okay he's getting his comeuppance and like okay that's where we're going with this and he's learning his lesson but then like by the end it's like no (laughs) like everyone is just awful i mean
1: at least if like okay he's bad but the people we meet are worse and that's sort of true but like he did murder a woman and he rapes a lot and
0: he's cannibal and <laughs> yeah like there's, no, there's very little redeeming bad. there's very little redeeming about him all the dog yeah. for that matter but he's
1: only 18
0: yeah I. it's such a but what the movie does have is it does have a lot of absurd moments and ideas and visuals I do think the first half is a bit slow paced given mm-hmm. how much plot it actually has in the first half there's very little going on uh, the first half does you know kind of kind of linger well, once a bit. they get
1: into the underground that's where things like really pick up i really like the set design too of everything mm. under, in the underground
0: yeah no absolutely the, the second half is much stronger that's where a lot of his wackier idea because as soon as you see these people in this makeup it's like well this is weird it's like everything about it just has this kind of surreal quality yeah. to it the
1: little midsummer, it's like ooh, things are kind of culty and
0: yeah, Because yeah, this is the sort of thing where a lot a lot of stories would treat this like a gritty thing, where like okay, you know, I mean, and this is not to say it's a bad that's a bad idea, but you know, like you think of Mad Max and you think of all all these people like and like thrown together, like armor and leather and stuff, and like mm-hmm. everything's kind of grimy. Or, or even like Terminator future scenes where you know Kale's walking through the the, the base camp and it's just this like you know
1: everything's dirty. And,
0: yeah. yeah. It was, you know, it was sort of in a war zone. Whereas this, no, it's a tranquil little underground civilization that yep. is kind of creepy.
1: It's sort of holding on to the society that they remember from before any of mm-hmm. the wars, like uh, like a farm, farmland hoe down style of living in in America, in middle America, but. It's, uh, there's something very, very off.
0: <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a very specific era they're going for. They really want that that pre-war yeah. kind of feel, feeling. Um, I
1: suppose it's not too dissimilar from the Fallout universe. Although I I haven't played any of the games, but that's oh, also right. yeah. very much like a 50s-style future.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of weird, though, because they still have robots and stuff, so it's got like a sort of retro future kind of thing going, but yeah, that's there, definitely.
1: We know there's at least one robot in this one
0: that's true that's true yeah there's a robot you're right the robot make the robot um who apparently got taken to hospital after shooting that scene because (laughs) oh the the actor did yeah the actor yeah because of the uh the the effect in his back of it sparking was uh not as safe as it could have (laughs) been oh no so they they took it to hospital right after i think it was fine that you know it wasn't like it ended up not being that serious but like
1: you get some burns or something.
0: I, I would assume so. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it it's, you know what, I would say this is a movie definitely worth watching if you're into science fiction and you want to like go back and like try it all different kinds because it's such a unique little. It's not that it's that. that yeah. It's not that it's even great or that good. It's but it's a very interesting, curious oddity of a movie that I think, and it's only ninety minutes. As much as I said, the first half does. You know, that does you know slack a little bit? Mm-hmm. Like it's only 90 minutes. It's, it's not a long commitment, and it it's got enough weird and interesting visuals and ideas going on in it that you you can't kind of like help but like go, huh? What? Yeah,
1: yeah. And even though we've spoiled it for you guys, it, it's worth watching just for the reactions from the lines.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> some like- of
1: the lines in it are just so. Oh, yeah. The, this the, is
0: dark. Yeah, the way he says things, the way he talks about women is just absolutely like shocking as you're watching, especially the first time. Yeah, I like because this, this is a movie where the main character's goal, his main purpose, his 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 motivation for the movie is to find a woman so he can rape her. That that is the motivation of the yep. main character of the movie.
1: That is our that is our MacGuffin. am <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, if and the woman's the MacGuffin.
1: Yes, yes,
0: you're right. MacGuffin's, I mean, <laughs> uh, in the context of this movie, uh, the woman is essentially an object and the MacGuffin's an object that drives the plot, just for what it's on, mm-hmm. MacGuffin is. So, like, in Avengers, it's the, the cube, the cosmic cube. What do
1: you think of the title of this movie? Because the short story is called Something Else.
0: Um, I like the title. I think it's incredibly misleading. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is, but I kind of like the irony of it. Like, you know, as a, as literally a boy and his dog, but uh, it's it's not like because you you hear that tell you think, oh it's a heartwarming story it's going to be like homeward bound or, so, or something <laughs> it, you know it's going to be this Marley yeah, and me like call it the
1: wild or <laughs> something starring a young Kurt Russell in it for the Disney. <laughs> uh, nope, that's not it. I'm sure. Like if if the MPAA was trying to give it like a a G rating or a PG rating. They must have been going off the title alone
0: i either that or they went to the bathroom at least during a couple of key sequences <laughs>
1: <laughs> through all the murder all the rape all yeah. the nudity.
0: <laughs> yeah they had a weak bladder that day or maybe the sound wasn't working so they went to the, mean, ba- bathroom. the bush alone must give it at least a pg-13 and there was t- there was talk for a lot of a sequel uh called a girl and her dog uh which was going to be the same dog. It was, the idea was that Vic would die between stories, and uh, this, this like sort of. So the whole idea would be, would be like showing this world from a female perspective.
1: The dog can smell out wiener,
0: or <laughs> <laughs> I, f- I feel I'm just like kidding. I feel like she'd probably want something different. Uh, apparently, the, the... I'm sure she is fine. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny though. <laughs> if it literally was just that, though, it was like. Yes, I can smell it, wiener. Yes, well,
1: they're everywhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is true. This is true, especially from what we see in this movie. Uh, they're definitely. It's
1: such fast.
0: Yeah, it's such fast. Uh, so I guess we'll rate a boy and his dog, Tara, if you would like to.
1: Yeah, it, I had a I had a hard time in the beginning with the movie just because it was so like, so. Gross, <laughs> just from the way they were talking mm-hmm. and like the 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 world that they were building, um, but it really wins me over once they go underground, and uh, it is like once you accept the this world and the rules that is established for the world, and just that everybody is bad and just kind of go along for the ride. It's it's actually a pretty decent film, and it definitely inspired a lot of greater movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And um, I'll always be grateful to it for that. So I think, uh, I know I've been doing a lot of these, but I think it's also a seven. It's a seven.
0: Seven? Hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh, these 70s movies have been getting a lot of sevens for me.
0: Yeah. And I, I, guess, it's, I guess it fits because it's the 70s. And... Yeah. I'll <laughs>
1: give it 7.0.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if we're doing a '70s sci-fi month, we're going to get to at least one or two biggies that are going to get more than a seven. That's but... true. <laughs> uh, I mean, what... Alien is
1: definitely '70s. Yes. Cockroach Orange is
0: '70s. Yes. So if we do end up doing those to wrap into the '70s theme when we put all these up, there'll be a couple with higher ratings. Probably, because <laughs> naturally it has to have. Um, and I'm going to go just a touch lower. I am going to go with a six point five. Um, I think. I just. Like, I think it's a very interesting film that I do recommend people see. I think there's enough in it to merit a viewing. And even watching it again, there was, there was enough here that I was like, "Wow, well, okay. Uh, it, it, I, you know, I love that something as weird as this exists and mm-hmm. can be found. But, I mean, I can't root for anyone. And it's really hard to... It takes a special kind of movie to to make a, to give me a story and characters that I can't root for, but still somehow like, connect to it. So I, I think I would say that you know, I find a hard time emotionally connecting to this. Whereas, you know, when it comes to something like, say, I don't know, the Maniac remake, right, where you're POV of the killer the whole time. Like, I don't root for him, and I'm not sympathising with him, but, like, I almost, like, that movie kind of shows you the, the perverse kind of, like, adrenaline and the rush of the hunt. Right? So you kind of, like, almost go into his shoes in that way, where you kind of, like, feel the, the actual progression of what he's doing. Whereas... In this, I don't necessarily like even get find myself in the shows of the main character. I don't I don't feel like I'm there's like,
1: zero empathy here. Yeah.
0: There's no empathy. There you go. That's a good word for it. There's no empathy. So uh, six point five. Six point five. I'll say it's okay. you know, worth watching. Uh, but not quite good. <laughs> that's my that's my uh, my final thoughts. Uh, but that is a boy and his dog. You can, of course, let us know what you think of this movie in the comments below. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at The Ace Podcast or at Mail underscore Fuzz uh, if you want channel updates and various other things. Uh, we mentioned Patreon earlier, of course, patreon.com slash MailFuzzTV, so you can go there if you want to support us financially. You can also support us by rating the podcast in Apple Podcasts, give us five stars or, uh, of course, share us out on social media, all that kind of thing. Tell your friends about us. Tell them about how this great, mediocre science fiction podcast <laughs> All right, yeah, but that is us. Thank you uh, once again for watching or listening. Uh, Tara, would you like to promote uh, any other content that's on us TV?
1: Mm, I don't know when this video is going out, but uh, Star Trek was mentioned. You you and Connor are doing the Star Trek shows. Um, You're in Next Generation Season 5 by now. And (laughs) (laughs) you and I have recorded all of Star Trek Picard. Uh, the greatest series of all time, I'm sure of it, and um, you can check out those reviews.
0: It's worth mentioning at the time of recording, we've only seen one episode of Picard, so Tara's making a pretty bold claim there. Uh, also, I'm not sure I if am she was
1: going with my claims.
0: Yes, yes, I'm not sure if she was joking when she said we'd be in the middle of season five of Next Gen, or if she actually <laughs> just got the number wrong and meant season three. But regardless, uh, yes, that's the thing that's happening. But uh, that is us. so Thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching the science fiction movies, guys in computer at Selsa. rough